17? Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Free Game Friday. Come on, number 17. <laughs> episode 17. We back, baby. We got my dog Splash behind the camera, man. Yes, sir. Fairfield's finest, Richmond's finest. You know what's going on. <laughs> we ready? So y'all know the game. Yep. We got your questions from online. If you got questions, you can fill out the link in the form, and we're going to answer whatever. We finna run through these. Give out some game. Yes, sir. It's that time. 17 episodes in. That's pretty good. That's 17 weeks. That's pretty consistent. That's pretty consistent. That's pretty good. Consistency. First one is from Ashton LaPale 44. As the vocalist of a band, <clears throat> frequently I get caught up having to wait on others when I'm ready to go. Any advice for this situation? Your band members might hey. not like it. <laughs> hey. Hey, you got I don't wait on nobody. Nobody. That's all I'm going to say. I don't wait on nobody. You got to find people that move like you move. Like, the team is as great and we get as much done as we do because everybody be ready to go when it's time yeah, to go. And, and, maybe, and you, maybe you're not waiting on them. Maybe they're waiting on you. Like, that's what I, I, I learned early. Like, the team moved at the pace that I moved. Right. You feel me? Like... When, when I was, hey, nigga, this is where I'm finna be. I'm knocking this out. Pull up. That's what we was on. So maybe they waiting on you. But if they not and, and, and you waiting on them for whatever reason that would be, um, yeah, you might you may have to dis, 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 you might have to detach. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh, separation comes with elevation. And if you want to elevate, you got to separate from niggas for a bit. Niggas get left. If Every you day. if you if you ain't ready when it's time to go, then you miss you miss the train. Yeah, you gonna have to wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. This is from Tony B. Just listened to Shame and probably played it a hundred times. It's got secondhand emotion vibes. When you listen back, do you ever shed tears because the pictures you paint are so vivid? How do you perform Shame or secondhand emotion? It'd be rough. <laughs> It'd be rough. Uh, you know, all of my songs are like a journal for me, and my journal gets shared publicly. You know how, like, if a nigga grab your journal, you you be ready to fight, and it's like, hey, like what did you say the other day? That's personal, <laughs> right? <laughs> because but, you shouldn't but have been reading that. Like, my my <laughs> life is out there. It's my journal. So, um, and performing it is healing for me. Honestly, like, I get to um, I get to put it out there, and other people get to kind of receive it and. Some some uh, sometimes other people need that Helen too, and you get to see that you're not the only nigga who ain't shit or feeling like that. So it's yeah. a good thing. It's beautiful. This is from CN. Are you too big to reply to fans? I'm literally doing a whole series where I do nothing but reply <laughs> to fans. <laughs> I still DM niggas. I still uh, respond as much as I can. I mean, how much more do you, you want, want from me? me? <laughs> God. This is from Franchise.Wave. How are you giving your the people? producer? I, I've seen his name. I think I I might I might have done some of his shit. Man, shout out to I, I know the name so. Yeah, you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> How are you giving your people percentages on records? 
We've explained this one time and time again um, through the distro. You feel me? There's 100% of the pie through streaming revenue, and you can allocate that percentage as much as you want to different parties. I, I take care of my contributors and collaborators first, and then I take care of the homies and the family, and then I take care of the fans. This is from at Jordan G. What part of the income from the four different sources should I be splitting with my beat producer? You should be splitting your master from the distro with them, publishing, which is from ASCAP, Song Trust, whoever you choose to, to register your ad, to administer your publishing, and Sound Exchange, you should be splitting with them. What's the fourth one? I think he was uh, combining ASCAP and BMI with Song Trust, oh. the admin, you know. I told him the faux faux faux. It's a faux faux faux. He's been paying attention. He know about the faux faux faux. Right. <laughs> this is from Prime, wow. Prime Time underscore production. I know that name. Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to for 2023? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, a better <laughs> life. Because the nigga, my answer is always fucking crazy. <laughs> He's about to say some outlandish shit. Right. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to, to enjoying my life that I've that I've worked so hard to get. Not you, uh never mind. Go ahead. Get, <laughs> at understory get with. Best way to deal with emotions in front Oh, we did this. Did you put some back in here? Mm-mm. You had to. No, I'm just fucking around. Maybe this is from G. How do I set up splits for publishing and masters? <laughs> I feel like we keep covering the same thing. Um, for your master, just setting it up through the distro. Every distro, um, well, well, I guess distro kid, because everyone doesn't do splits yet, which, is, which is shameful. It doesn't really make yeah. sense why they don't yet. But if you have distro kid or United Masters or uh, AWOL or Vidya, you're able to do splits and you set it up through there. For publishing, when you register your publishing, uh, through your admin or through your PRO, you need to know who your collaborators are and what percent they have, and then you do it through there. This is from Leo underscore underscore Bolio. Bolilo. How do you push brand recognition? Uh, maybe like market your brand so people recognize it? I mean... I think it kind of grows with you. You are your like, brand. I mean, true, but like good company have a certain brand recognition, right? Like people associated with good company and good feeling that people be happy. But that's something you can't really, um, you can't really push. Like you kind of have to be it, right? I don't really understand the yeah. question fully. Please, Le what Leonardo, do you mean by that? if you could uh, resubmit, please. Yeah, please, my Ninja Turtle friend. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> this is from at J Cal. Are there any songs that you record and sit on, and what reasons, if so, or do you feel every song you complete should be released as soon as possible and keep rolling? Um, there are songs I record and sit on, not for any specific reason. I guess for me, I usually, I always try to put things into albums. So sometimes I have a song I really love, but I'm waiting for that album that I feel like it fits in with. So I just kind of sit on it or I just sit on it because I just made it and 
I just sat on it. I don't even be having a good reason sometimes. Um, do you feel every song you complete should be released? No. I don't think every song you complete should be released. I think some songs are just like drafts just to get the flow going. Like sometimes when we're going to the studio, the first beat we call the warm up. Like we're just like, all right, we got that out the way, right? Um, so everything you make, I don't think needs to be released. But I do think everything that you make that you love should be released. Do I need to go there? This is from Static Too Fresh. I know you are a hard worker. You also have said uh, you have a team behind you. Do you think you would be where you are today without your team? No. Uh, definitely not. I mean, I'm here due to my team, but I will still be successful. Um, I believe that was something like in me from the jump. I was always able to... Uh, my team was like really formulated. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anybody who had a specific skill. It was a bunch of niggas I liked that I brought in and taught different roles to accommodate what I was building. So yeah, I, I'd still be successful no matter what. Would I be where I am today? Probably not because certain individuals played pivotal parts to us being here, but I would definitely still be successful. Not only you saying you. You know, this is from Carbon. Are you open to working with local independent studios? Um, yeah, sure. I'm not close to it, but I also don't have a need. I have my own studio, so I don't often go to studios to record music ever unless I'm on the road. It's very seldom I would I would even go. I just go in my bedroom. So, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. If you got a nice studio and <laughs> you want me to come, just send me a message and I'll look at it and... If it's all if it's hella dark, I'm not coming. <laughs> you know, we we we've gotten to the point now. It's like, why are all the studios so dark? Like, right. why is it so dark in here? I like I love the places that just. I lo that's why I like recording at the B and B's because it's just open and it's light and it's airy and it's like, yeah, this Feels is the, the the energy and space I want to create in. Yeah. y'all studios be too dark. <laughs> like a dungeon. It'd be too dark. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only other time you work at other studios is like with specific producers mm -hmm. when you're going to like finish a project with them or something. What's going on here? This is from Mari Vachi. Mar oh, I feel like I can't read. Mari Vachi. <laughs> okay, Italiano. <laughs> Are you ever going to make an audiobook like Russ did for his? Yeah, we actually are about to release that. I just did a fucking um a live book read. It's not like an audio book. Though. It is though. You ref he refuses to just read through the book oh. from front end to back end, but okay. it is a live audio read. It's not like a book like on Audible or something. Uh, that's what they want. I mean, yeah. Is that what y'all want? <laughs> he doesn't listen to audio books, so yeah. This is from Rob Marley. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. When someone pays what they want to come to a backyard show, let's say they pay $600, and for some reason you guys don't accept them to be there, is the money returned, or do you keep the donation and deny entry? <laughs> what kind of business do you think we running? That's hella funny. Um, if you pay $600, you weren't denied. 
No way. So I don't <laughs> right. I don't even think that's within question. But the money uh, doesn't even come to us when the offer is entered. It's just held in, in escrow and it's released. If the offer is accepted, it's released to us. If it's not accepted, it's just returned to the account. So we never get the money until it's accepted anyway. As, if you have a ticket, you're getting it. You're not going to be denied. Yeah, you'll anything. never be denied entry, especially <laughs> if you're paying $600. Yeah. The last thing you're going to be denied is entry. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Cow 730 Top five Bay Area rappers. Myself, <laughs> Rex Life Raj. <laughs> E-40. Mac Dre. Mac Dre should have went first. This uh, isn't in, in, in order. Okay, yeah, not in order. And then... I hate doing lists. Right? <laughs> Damn. I'm going to go Mr. Fab. I got to go Fab. Such a late... The Mar... Man, there's so many. I don't like doing this either. Yeah, I love them all. I love them all. I think I'm the top, though. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a number one barrier rapper, Lil Russell. Baby <laughs> Globin, how do you unwind after a long session? Um, I usually smoke some weed. I just chill. Sometimes get some... <laughs> nah, I'm fucking around. <laughs> Yeah, Slash I, use, I, I, usually just, I usually just smoke my weed, man, and I chill. It'll be good. Yeah. I don't think it's sessions. I don't think it's sessions I usually need to wind down from, though. It's usually shows. The sessions, the sessions be cool. It'd be the shows that be mentally taxing and I got to wind down. But the sessions be cool. Men. <laughs> this is from Coachella Angel. How do you break down the profits of a live music event company? We threw five free community shows last year and are looking to monetize. Um, I think the same way that you that you would break down profit with a song. I think it depends on the roles and the and the collaborators involved. If you're working with a booking agency then I'm sure y'all worked out a percentage or a yield if you're working with your homies or if you got performers. There, there's a, a, why? What's happening? What's happening? Continue. All right. Well, she ruined that question for you. So It was my one. question. He didn't even oh, let me answer That's hella funny. Okay, yeah, go. Go ahead. No. Nope. answer your question. You're right. I'm so sorry. They just started talking. I was like, damn, I was thinking. Ain't nobody want to hear from you, Otis. <laughs> Niggas ain't going to see you, Otis. All right, we'll just leave you here. Go ahead. Pick up your question. No, do your Dougie. <laughs> nah, that was you, for you. You got it. You already had it. No, I don't even remember <laughs> what I was saying now. Go for it. Just go ahead, nope. bro. You holding up the whole episode. I mean, you stopped me, man. I was finna, I was, man, I was finna give you such a great jam. Crazy. Just thinking about the crazy gym I was finna give just makes me like, man, I was really finna kill that one. I literally just started laughing. I didn't stop you. Well, next question. 
Lame T. You didn't get an answer. Any advice for working around funding limitations when you're on the come up? Just work harder. Work harder. Like, sometimes you get the best creative shit when you ain't got no paper. There's no way around it. You just ain't got no paper. You still got to figure it out. All the early shit y'all seen from us was paperless projects, nigga. <laughs> like, every everything. Nigga, you could literally... We jumped in the back of a truck that my dad had and shot. You feel me? These are paperless projects. Like, get, get with your homies and your people and figure out how to do something innovative. Paper isn't always the thing until it gets to a certain point where you got to expand it. But early on, just be creative. Go be creative. Go do shit that no one else does. No one like has money sometimes makes people lazy, too. Money makes you very lazy. Yeah. Nigga, we've experienced that shit, right? Yeah. Like, you, money could take away your hunger and just your ingenuity. Like, you got to get out there and create. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is from Des. How did you build your platform to what it is right now? That's definitely a you question. Go ahead. Uh, I've just always been of service. I helped everybody. Even at detriment to myself sometimes. I helped everybody. Uh, I think I am where I am because I was of service. Was that someone knocking? I don't think so. Yeah, I was just of service. I helped everybody I could. I did everything I could for everyone that I could. Now we're here. This is from Insane Kid. Crazy guy. <laughs> How do you get booked or book yourself? Um, you get booked. Someone usually has interest in you and they send you an offer. And you determine if that offer is worthy or not. Um, if you're taking an independent route, then you, you go look at the venues that you want to do. You figure out what capacity you could throw in the show. Usually I take data. So I take a, um, I created a formula, which is 10% of Instagram, specific to a city. So I'll take 10% of Instagram. So say LA, I'm looking at LA. I want to do a show. I'll take 10% of my IG following in, in LA. I'll take 10% of my Spotify monthly listeners in LA. I'll take 10% of Apple Music in LA. And um, do I add another to that? Instagram, Spotify, Apple, yeah, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. So I'll take those percents and then I'll combine those 10% and I'll take 10% of that number. And whatever, never, whatever number I come out to, I try to find the yield between that. So if it's 500, I'll find a five. If it's 600, I'll find a 500 cap venue. If it's... 1300 I'll find a 1000 cap or a 1500 cap. And then once you do that, you can go on Indie on the Move or Polestar and you can find venues that fit that capacity. Find a booker, reach out, let them know what dates you want to do, run your play, get how much it's going to cost you, and uh, get your deposit in and you're gone. And it's Polestar, P-O-L-L-S-T-A-R. Not pole like stripper pole. They're pole stars too, though. They are. And I've seen it in one of our... Uh, Bless our editors. <laughs> One of our clips, it was spelled Polestar, and I was like, I don't know what they found when they looked right. up that, but yeah. Polestar. P O L E. <laughs> uh, this is from JP underscore Inkster. Can you explain what cultural capital is? Mm. <laughs> um, man. That's such, a, such an interesting question. The most, <laughs> the most traded commodity in America. Right. 
Do you feel like cultural capital is exclusive to black people? No. Or it's exclusive to like the, no. the culture and Sad which... Guru yeah. got cultural capital. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, sure no, nah, it's not exclusive page. to black people. <laughs> it's literally just the monetization of a culture. Right. Like what your culture is worth. The reason that brands call, the reason Sprite called LeBron James is because of LeBron's cultural capital. Yeah. They know that it's easier to, to get to the people that they want to get to through LeBron than through Donald Trump. What right? you mean to the culture? Right. That's your capital value. Yeah. What do you mean to the, how do niggas feel when they think about you and hear your name? Yeah. Right. That's your cultural capital. It's a great way to break it down. Yeah. This is from Ryan Wright. LaRussell, how did you go about publishing your book without a publishing company? Is there any way you could explain how I may also do a proud to pay for said book? So I didn't publish my book in the traditional way like one would do with like a penguin or a company like that. I did it independently completely. We sold it out to Trunk. I own my shit completely. It's not in Amazon. It's not. You can only buy my book from me. So I didn't take the traditional publishing route. So I'm not... Um, I'm not knowledgeable on how to give you an answer for that. But to do Proud to Pay, you can sell it through a Shopify. They have an app, an in-store in, in app called Make an Offer. You set up your account with Make an Offer, and you attach it to your product, and boom, you're gone. You're off to the races. Where did you get it printed, your book? 48-hour um, books. I think it's called 48-hour books. So, yeah, I got it printed through 48-hour books, and they got 48-hour turnaround time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really great. Shout out them. Shout out 48-hour books, man. They got us right. We sold thousands of books, and they printed them, and they had them right every time. Beautiful. Yeah. No name, no shame. What is the best advice you have received, and who is it from? <laughs> uh, this is hella funny, but it's the first piece of advice that came to mind. And it's truly something that like, will when I'm feeling super frustrated or I don't know, um, shout out my, my brother Lomac. He always told me to keep a player <laughs> and it sounds so bad, but what it, what it meant to me and in the conversation that we had is just like, bro, like keep your cool. Like. Don't ever let, don't let a situation or whatever, like get the best you or take you out of character or stray you away from your path, bro. Like, what did you come here to do? What, it, what is your focus on? And don't let anything deter you from that. Like you came here with a mission. S stay on your path. Keep it player. Keep it player. Come from Coachella Angel. Do you pay the people involved weekly or monthly? Um, shit, both. <laughs> Whenever we, when right. there, there's no set schedule. All of my niggas know, we know how uh, a fluctuating business is. Some months is high, so you might get a big amount of paper dropped in your account. Some months is lower, so you might not get paid for a little bit. It just depends on the flow of the business. Um, but yeah, we don't have a structured payment. Niggas just getting paid. I think that's what matters most. Make sure niggas get paid and get taken care of. Damn, we almost had a question. How much, what, what time we at on there? 
Nice. Right on time. There. We might as well kill these off. Yep. This my is from eyes scene. hurt. Mine too. That's weird. Maybe something in the air. Nah, my shit been hurting all day. Oh. Mm. When a fan shows you support in the DMs, why don't you reply? Hmm? Um, sometimes hmm. I don't see it because there's thousands of them. But um, <laughs> I reply sometimes as well. Um, I'm not obligated to reply at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't reply sometimes to shit because I, I don't sometimes know what I to can't. say. Yeah, and sometimes it's that. And sometimes yeah. it's just so much. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's also, like, that's an entitled perspective. No one has to reply to you. That's like if you're walking down the street and someone says something to you. And it's like, bro, I'm on my journey and on my path. I don't yeah. have to respond. No one's obligated to my response or entitled to that shit, you know. Uh, I'm here to deliver my art and live my life. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, like, you're not appreciated, what, like, if you're sending words of encouragement and whatnot, and just, I don't know. I'd, I'd be thinking about that, too. It's like, a lot. Like, it's a lot. thousands, bro. It's a lot. There's yeah. thousands. Like, I don't even get thousands. If you had a thousand people knocking at your door every day, and you stopped answering the door at one point in the day, niggas would be outside like, oh, you don't you're follow like, the people with your friends. Like, bro, a thousand people knocked on my door today. Nigga, I'm not opening the door no more. Right. But I fuck with you. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate you. <laughs> not opening the door no more. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you got some money. <laughs> Even then, uh, still don't be wanting to right. open the door. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. This is from Prime Time. What are ways to expand your content to reach more people? Make better content, run ads, get people to share it. I think the better your content is, the easier it is to reach more people because more people are inclined to share it. When people find shit they love or that makes them feel good, they naturally share it with everybody that they fuck with and know, and then you run ads. Advertising has worked since we were kids. We've always seen commercials and ads and billboards for everything, so those are your two things. Make a great product and then advertise it. This is from jcow730. I know you speak of it a lot, but could you explain the step-by-step -step of properly setting up VP splits and the process of making sure a song is set up properly after completion? What? No, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. You can go look at episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I feel like we covered this in every episode, man. Go back and check the previous episodes, though. We covered it earlier in this episode and in yep. the last episode, too. So. Yes. Yeah. 24 hours I'm working. Come on, man. Get you some sleep. Oh, well, actually, this was kind of a good question. What if it's an, a collab with an artist or producer who isn't on BMI or ASCAP? Nothing changes. But how do you send them their, how do you give them their little percentage? Well, you can send it through email. If they're not like registered and you if don't have their If they're not on number, ASCAP or BMI, you still enter your publishing as you typically would. Yeah. It's still under their name. And when they finally create an account, they'll be able to find their name and associate it when they register on their end. Nothing changes. But that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, yep. Best advice you can give to creators being discouraged by family. Don't listen to them niggas. <laughs> I mean, as simple as that. Like, um, if you have the kind of family that's discouraging you, that's telling you not to go after something, don't listen to them niggas. 
Like, they don't know what's best for you. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think you should listen to anyone trying to discourage you. Anyone who chooses to allocate their energy to discourage you instead of encourage you is a nigga you shouldn't listen to. I don't care if it's your mama, your daddy, your granny, her old ass can get it too. If she's discouraging you, don't listen to her. I don't it. care. Like, Jesus came down here yeah, himself and said, don't do right? it. Right? It's just like, that's not energy you need to feed into. Like, right. like why? Why even be receptive? There's so many other things they could do but besides to, to discourage you. So right. if that's what they're choosing to do with their time and energy, just don't listen. They don't, they don't, they, yeah, yeah. And Move even if even if they're like, oh, you shouldn't do it, and you do it anyway, and it doesn't pan out, it's like it wasn't supposed to pan out, and the knowledge that you gain from executing is what you were supposed to gain from it. It doesn't matter if people discourage you; you should do whatever your heart is pulling you to do, even if it doesn't end up being for you, because the lesson and the knowledge that you gain from acting on it is what was valuable. Yeah, and sometimes people are only discouraging you because they haven't witnessed it or seen it before. Right, and that's why it's important for me, like. Um, I don't really listen to niggas who haven't done what I've done or trying to do. It's like, you know, they don't have the credibility to back it. So just take it as a nigga's opinion and keep on moving. Right. What if they're discouraging you and they have done it? I've never, I've never experienced a nigga who's done it and be like, no, nah, you can't do it. Unless he a hating ass No, I mean, they're like, no, nah, you shouldn't do it that way. You should do it this way or you shouldn't. I don't think that's discouraging. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> From Leo underscore underscore Bolilo. You are a great artist, so I want to know, is your business model profitable? I mean, hello. <laughs> You're watching this in 6K, pal. <laughs> we just bought an estate. We got a studio. We're in our own content hub. Um... There's 10-plus niggas who work for me who get paid every month. Uh, yeah, we sell out shows. I think it's a pretty profitable business. So you get one of these. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally misread that. <laughs> this is from last Jordan one. G. Last one. What do you think a good split for B producer is? <laughs> <laughs> and that was another episode of Free Man Friday. Thank you for tuning in. If you have more questions, there's a link in the description or in our bio, depending on where you're watching this. And we will see you next time.